everybody. Welcome back to Tag Team. My name is J.W. Crewall, and I am without my partner in crime, Riley Holbert. He is at, uh, at still at work, obviously does health systems um, work, and so he is unfortunately not with us. Had to be in the office late. I'm sure they're running out. I, I know from, I think, last week he was talking about they were running out some new programs for a new hospital. So I have no doubt that that is what he's doing, busy out there, making sure that uh, hospitals run efficiently and the best that they can. So hopefully that goes well, and we'll have him back for next week. But uh, that gives me an opportunity to talk to you guys just one-on-one. -on -one. I think this is a really great time um, of just talking about where we're at with the format where we're at with the game in general and we have a new set coming up tomorrow which is a big big deal a lot of people have been hyping this set up it's going to add a few new wrinkles it's going to um just i think give us a little bit more fun i, I feel like a lot of people have been uh, in the mindset that this format is very stale. And I, I agree with them to an extent. And I think the lack of, you know, in-person playing has really hurt the format. Because now I think a lot of people, to get their fix in, they're able to play more games in the online client. And I think that's led to a little bit more burnout. So it is very exciting. I am so, so, so excited to be streaming tomorrow with the new set. Uh, 1 p.m. release tomorrow, and again, I think it'll be great for the game. We're seeing a lot of streamers getting a lot bigger numbers across the board, pretty much, which is very, very exciting for the Pokemon trading card game in general, right? So we had, um, you know, just, just the big names are all going to be streaming tomorrow, and it should be a really exciting time. We saw when the Limitless Tournament was happening a couple of weeks ago that the numbers were just absolutely insane if you guys went on and maybe weren't playing and were just watching streams you saw that you know there were people with 300 200 um you know 100 players just down the line there uh watching what other people were streaming and that is so so cool for pokemon you know for our online game what a huge blessing to start to see the communities being built up from the ground up. So going to be very exciting tomorrow. I am stoked to be streaming it. Got my codes input today. We're going to open some packs. We're going to do some trades. We're going to get some decks. And I think that's what I want to talk about here in the first part of the program is just what I'm looking forward to in Rebel Clash. I think that there are a number of decks that I would love to just start to try out i think we may see some more of the same although dragapult is a serious early contender for tier one but i think we may see more of the same you know adp gets a few new wrinkles there um and some of the decks that are in the current format get some updates which is very nice um but these are just kind of the things that I'm going to be playing all day tomorrow. Just kind of the more fun decks, trying to explore what the new set gives us. And one deck that I have been anxiously awaiting is Inteleon. The Inteleon VMAX, I think that is very, very cool. The VMAX's first attack has like uh, basically an energy denial that we really haven't seen 
on other Pokemon, or at least for as cheaply as we see it on the Intellion VMAX. It's just for one water energy, and it forces your opponent to pick up an energy on their active Pokemon. So, I mean, we think about right now in the current standard format where ADP is running wild and it needs two turns to power up. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes only one turn with energy switch. But, um, you know, usually, historically, it's taken two turns to power up the ADP. Well, now you can maybe disrupt. That's like an automatic disruption. And then if they get a... Uh, Zation built up, you know, something that takes three energy to attack with, then you can force them to pick an energy up and, you know, maybe they don't have a good switch option. I, I, it just, it gets kind of funky there, you know, and you can maybe play a crushing hammer or something like that. Team yell grunt on top of the attack. And all of a sudden they're looking at a Zation with only one energy, maybe even zero energy. And that's a very scary thought. So Inteleon, something that I'm really looking forward to from this next set i want to try that out just as much as i can has a lot of hp uh can do some can do some cool things it has a first attack on the basic that snipes i just there's a lot of things that i like about it i don't know that it's tier one but i am going to be playing it for you know at least for tomorrow the inclusion of boltund in Picaram is something that I'm also very, very stoked to see how that kind of uh, plays itself out. Whether or not that just uh, replaces like Picaram, whether or not that replaces the Raichu. I want to see how the Picaram lists adapt to having just that immediate, you know, energy acceleration from the deck. Or maybe it's not even a Pika deck at all with Bolton. Maybe it's more focused around Toxicity or any of the other, you know, really strong electric attackers. Bolton is a card that I am stoked about, and I can't wait to see how these decks use it. <laughs> the fun will come when we don't need to spend a kidney to buy a Jirachi. Well, we'll see, dude. We'll see. I think that Jirachi is still going to be a major player in this next format. So, uh, you know, if you don't have him now, definitely good to, you know, pick up your <laughs> pick up your decks and st uh, pick up your what do you call them? Those those battle arena decks <laughs> and get your couple of Jirachi. <laughs> we have Melodic with Probopass. So Melodic has an attack that does 50 additional damage for every retreat cost star in your opponent's retreat cost so uh if they have four then it's doing i believe 210 and you can boost that damage obviously with things like um adp you can boost that damage with just more absol on your bench you can boost that damage with uh, the new stadium that increases their retreat by two that's a card that i am looking forward to as well melodic just seeming like it could be something spicy we saw tangrowth show up in the last format just briefly towards the end of that format and that could be something that is you know carries over that idea carries over into the next set in melodic where it just gets a little bit more hp it might be a little bit easier to set up if you have you know melodic with an energy and you weld their two fires and then all of a sudden you can start attacking i think that's very cool obviously absol is a very good disruption card we've seen that in lists you know for the last couple formats just being able to stall you know opponents jirachis opponents basic pokemon that uh, that you need to so that is a cool deck that I'm looking forward to trying out. I, I don't feel like that'll be tier one, but I feel like a solid tier two is where I'd put that deck just off of, you know, my history in the game, what I know about these types of attacks and, um, you know, how I think they'll stack up against what's tier one right now. 
Got a couple more interesting cards. I don't know whether or not these will see any play, but they will definitely be fun to play with tomorrow. And that's Cursula and the non-V Dragapult. So Cursula has a an ability that basically, if you know your opponent, uh, if your opponent attacks into it and knocks out your Cursula, and then you flip heads, you get to knock out their Pokemon. So this is very reminiscent of the Gengar from Stormfront. I always get Stormfront and Secret Wonders mixed up. Stormfront. And um, that, you know, that's just a cool, that's just a cool thing that comes back. You know, that's something they, I like when Pokemon reuses these ideas, makes it a little bit different. So Cursula is a stage one as opposed to the old Gengar, which was a stage two. And so getting it into play is going to be much easier. It's kind of like Whimsicott in a way. I suppose the Dragapult is more like Whimsicott, but um, just has that added dimension, right? Where if they flip heads or, you know, your opponent flip, whatever the flip is, if the flip goes your way, you're in a good spot. And so Cursula, very cool card. I'm going to be excited to see how people run that because it could be its own deck. It could be kind of a, you know, more Peko switching deck into a Cursula. That sounds kind of fun. If your opponent doesn't have a way to get around the Cursula, they have to risk the flip. That could be kind of cool. A few different ways that you could play Cursula. For that matter, Dragapult as well has a little bit better attack. Um, I feel like than Cursula, well, I know than Cursula, but obviously at the expense of being a stage two. And additionally, the effect of the flip is not as immediate. It has the same ability as Whimsicott, and that is not, you know, it's not it's not ideal, right? I, I guess I guess the ideal ability would be like your opponent attacks into you and knocks you out, and then you win the game. I guess that's the ideal ability. But <laughs> but with Dragapult, um, going off on a tangent there, with Dragapult, it's just the same as the Whimsicott. A little bit better attack, though, than the Cursula that I feel like they've kind of paired with. I don't, I don't know. Pokemon likes to do this where they have uh, built-in, you know, decks that they want you to try out. These two just kind of jumped out to me as being ones that might go together in a deck. Who knows? Hatterene is a cool card with that ability that forces your opponent to discard a card. So now all of a sudden control decks have, uh, hand control decks have a way to discard down to potentially zero cards off of a five card hand, right? So it would take a Surge plus a double Jesse and James plus a Hatterene. More likely, more likely it's going to be just an easier way for a control style deck to you know, get from three cards to zero because then you don't need the, uh, you don't need the surge. You can Jesse and James do the ability on the Hatterene and, you know, take your opponent's hand down to zero. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how Hatterene plays into the mix. Maybe in Expanded, we haven't really seen a good hand control deck in Expanded for a while. We've had control decks that play off the board. You know, your opponent can't knock out your guy and you max potion it or you put up a wall, kind of more stall decks. But we haven't really seen a hand control deck in Expanded uh, for a little while. So maybe that comes back. Just a, just a cute little card there. And then uh, Phalanx. Phalanx. That is my deck, dude. With the twin energy... Being able to hit, I believe it's 170 with having a full phalanx uh, set out. But then you have the V, which reduces damage 
and you have the regular phalanx which attacks for a, a twin energy i am really looking forward to playing this it just feels like a big basic deck it feels like when i first started playing there was this deck called well maybe not when i first started playing within the first five years of me playing there was this deck called quad terrakian and it feels a lot like that where you're just kind of like all right i got one dude he's just gonna hit for like a very middle of the road amount of damage but he's going to be able to tank a few hits and you know i'm going to have four of them in my deck in this case we have eight right uh four that can attack and four that are for support but it still feels like that kind of deck where you you know you're going to play things like big charm to give your guys more hp you're going to play the healing cards you know you're going to play the denial cards and you're just going to make this disruption healing you know hope that you never get knocked out attacker uh and you know what there's a lot of pokemon right now that can do more damage do enough damage to knock out the phalanx but you know it's gonna be fun there are certainly some decks out there that are gonna struggle with the hp and with the damage reduction so phalanx is one that i'm looking forward to tomorrow uh to testing and just being like a fun meme deck that i think i can throw on the ladder and win a couple games <laughs> Pokemon Breeders, speaking of meme decks, Pokemon Breeders brings up Clefable. So Clefable is where you evolve it and you can remove one of your opponent's energies or make them pick it up back to hand. Can somebody um can somebody double check that one for me? I want to make sure that I'm saying the right thing, but I, I it has something to do with when you evolve it, the energy comes back to the opponent's hand. Uh, and I just want to make sure that I am correct on that one. So I'm going to go here and check out, check out Clefable, but, uh, certainly there are a lot of these kind of non GX Pokemon that have, or non V Pokemon, I should say that have kind of interesting tie-ins. Uh, okay. I'm getting confirmation. Yeah. Back to the top of the deck. Yeah, I do see that. So, you know, the non-V Pokemon, do they really stand a chance? Probably not. They might be okay as this kind of disruption. We come back to things like Hatterene uh, from earlier. They might stand better as the disruption element to, you know, standard decks. But Clefable, always an option. Always an option. Something to consider. And I'm sure with things like Scoop of Net and even like an Expanded potentially, this is a card that uh, could see significant play. Speaking of Expanded, I love Malamar in Expanded. Val Malamar VMAX seems so good in Expanded. And it might just be me saying, okay, I've been craving, you know, another good dark deck that can utilize Dark Patch very well. But the Malamar VMAX has the attack where, let me get make sure I get the damage correct. Because I know what the attack does but the damage is the most important thing. So the Malamar VMAX has an attack that says, uh, does 180 damage and your opponent reveals their hand. Choose one card that you find there and put it on the bottom of your opponent's deck. So another control aspect that is maybe a little bit stronger in some ways than some of the other control hand control aspects that we've seen um, in Expanded in a, in a while. So let me explain. We've had things like persian which can for colorless energy look at your opponent's hand and discard their hand down to four well what if they only have four cards in hand 
well, then you don't get to mess with their hand at all. With this, with the VMAX, you are getting the ability to put any one card that you find. So they could have a card a hand of four. They could have a hand of 20. They could have a hand of one, which would be ideal. But you get to just take the best card in their hand, put it right back on the, t on the bottom of their deck, and that can be very strong. That can be very, very strong. I'm hoping that the expanded format can break that in some way. Um, you know, it does have kind of an awkward attack cost, dark, dark, colorless, and it is a stage one. So whether or not this can actually be played is remaining to be seen, but it has, you know, a hefty 310 HP. The grass weakness is not so bad in the expanded format. And so this is one that I'm going to be playing tomorrow hopefully in expanded if I can uh, muster up all the Malamars and I think about it tomorrow. Because <laughs> I think it's going to be super, super fun. Dragapult, we've already talked about a little bit. And what can I say? This is a deck that has performed very well in Japan. I will be excited to see how the lists we take from there can be adapted to our metagame and, and maybe a more a quote-unquote American play style, whatever that means. But it'll be interesting to see how that kind of funnels into being um you know optimized how that list will kind of coalesce around itself and then kaparaja vmax could be a cool card in adp decks you know a one of a two of um you know or a one one line a two two line i don't know that it has the uh necessary attack power to be on its own i don't know that it can be a deck on its own there has been talk of a Kaparaja deck with the lucario melmetal and that is a very interesting proposition when you get up the um Kaparaja v max it has just an absurd amount of hp and so you can put metal frying pan on it you can you know, do all your Healy things. Obviously, as soon as you get the uh, GX attack off with the Lucario Melmetal, that has even more tank ability. So that would be something to look out for. Yes, 300 and, let's see, 340 HP on the Kaparaja. So just an absurd amount of health on the Kaparaja VMAX. Look out for that deck to, you know, at least make some waves early in the format, and we'll see if it has the sticking power to ride it out. So those are the things that I'm looking forward to for next format. We didn't really talk about Toxicity that much. I know a lot of people have been hyping Toxicity, but for me, that deck just doesn't seem like it has what it takes. And that's fine. You know, um, it's cool to have kind of your own pet deck. I definitely recommend it right now uh, to just find a deck that you want to test the heck out of. A couple formats ago, for me, that pet deck was Arcanine. You know, and I called it Clifford the Big Red Dog. And I had a blast playing Clifford. And I had a blast optimizing the list to be just perfect. You know, I made some little metagame adjustments and tried to make that deck as good as possible. That, that would just be a big piece of advice that I would give to any, um, you know, any player, really, any player. Find a deck that's just your deck that you can just call yours that has... You know, it's maybe not the best matchups, but you just find new things about it out through your testing and through your playing. Something that you have fun with and something that you don't have the pressure to win every match because you feel like, oh, this needs to be, you know, tier one material. Nah, dude, just it's your fun day. Try to find one of those in this format. Speaking of this format, we have one more reasonable tournament. Yo, <laughs> I want a turtle. Thank you so much for the raid. Welcome to the stream. 
speaking of this format, we have one more tournament reasonably in this form one more major tournament in this format and that is of course the second limitless qualifier now there are approximately 10 decks that i want to highlight and talk about as being potential plays for this tournament i will be playing this saturday in the tournament and i'm hoping to do as well as i did last time if not better where i went 10 and 3 on the first day of competition making it to the second day where i didn't have quite as good of a record but uh, still had a lot of fun and maybe just didn't have the breaks go my way so i think this week the breaks will go my way and you're gonna see a champion here for tag team <laughs> so there are 10 decks that i want to highlight um the first of which is adp now adp comes in two forms but they're very different in their play style adp normal i say normal adp traditional uh you know with the basic energies or you know if you want to do a tag call engine that's also good but adp just adp zation you maybe have a cute attacker in like cryogonal you maybe have Fion, all that stuff oranguru all that good stuff adp we all know it we all love it or we hate it that's fine but adp as it's known currently is the winner of the last limitless tournament the qualifier number one and arguably the best deck in the format now with the inclusion of energy switches which i think a lot of people have gone towards adp now has an almost i don't it has a very favorable mill slash stall matchup i don't want to say it's a perfect matchup i don't want to say it's an auto win matchup but with three energy switch in your mag car or in your adp it's hard to lose to a deck like mag cargo mill it's hard to lose to a deck like Sinchino. and in a lot of cases you can speed right on past any of the hand controlled decks things like uh Cinchino hand uh pidgeotto control those kinds of things so adp absolutely 100 a top contender i would expect that to be probably 50 percent of the field or more for this tournament so if you're going to the uh the limit or if you're playing in the limitless tournament make sure that you have an adp counter or at least a game plan against adp especially an adp that has three energy switch if you're playing a stall deck make sure you know okay these lists are going to be packing two three energy switch how can i get around that and i think your answer might be in the energy denial i think we're going to need to see a little bit more energy denial things like crushing hammer are going to need to make their way back into the mill decks because what really 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 hurts mill is yes the altered creation that's pretty bad but then following that up with the ultimate ray on the adp and getting multiple attackers set up that is just a killer so you really can't have you know both of those happen in consecutive turns i find that that for the mill player is one of the worst things you know it, it, you lose those matches you know at least 80 or 90 percent of the time if they can go adp into an altercation on back-to-back -back turns that's just not a good look for you as a mill player so make sure that you have a counter to adp best deck in the format have an answer to it have a game plan against it just know what you're doing and if you decide to play adp yourself have some kind of idea of what you're going to do in the mirror you know how make sure that you know exactly how to play the mirror when to go for the gust how to play around the um shrine of punishment how to not you know play the dene when you don't need to you know things like this you all know how to play mirrors i hope so just you know be calm and play the best deck in the format
a challenger to the best deck in the format is, I guess, the cousin of ADP Zation in ADP Spiritum. Now, this cousin was recently born, recently made popular by Ross in his top four performance in the first Limitless Qualifier. And it's a very fun deck. ADP Spiritum. Very, very cool deck, very fun, and has, I would say, a positive ADP-zation matchup. Now, the math just works out, where if they can get a big charm on their ADP, you as the ADP-zation player are never going to be able to one-shot their ADP. That gives them enough time to ultimate or uh, alter creation, following up with spear tombs and all that good stuff, and then they're trading, you know three prizes for two at the point that they're getting spear tunes up and attacking. If you never knock out their ADP, then it's just lights out for you. That that's pretty much it. So ADP spirit tomb, very, very strong deck. The weakness of ADP spirit tomb is the mill matchup. So if so many people bring ADP spirit tomb that, uh, you know, it, it just dominates against ADP zation, then mill, you know, should rise to the top, right? Because mill has, from my experience, a very good ADP Spiritomb matchup. With ADP Spiritomb, your weakness is that you only attach one energy per turn. That's all you can do. You don't play any Metal Saucers, you don't play any energy switches, you don't play anything spooky like that um, to accelerate that energy. So you're a little bit more susceptible to things like Crushing Hammer, to things like uh, Team Yell Grunts. And if you're trying to go for the Altered Creation strategy, which you should do, against mill if you're trying to go for that strategy then you can get locked out of the game because you just never get enough energy to put onto your adp all that said still a very solid deck i am still considering it for this upcoming tournament um and you know it's not out of the running it's not on the running for me for the limitless qualifier number two i think it's very fun i think there are some cool things that you can do with adp spirit tomb for instance you can just go ham with spirit tomb and just let it go right you can just like say okay i'm abandoning adp and just play it as like a one prize deck with four spirit tomb and just saying hey i'm gonna let spirit tomb do all the heavy lifting in a lot of cases that can get you there right if you're thinking about something like playing against you know firebox let's say they start a gx po a tag team gx pokemon and you knock it out over the course of two turns with your uh spirit tomb and then you knock out you know a jirachi and then you gust up with your last spirit tomb you gust up a dedene and knock that out well there you go that's six prizes you've only used three pokemon it's not the optimal route Right, obviously you want to go altered creation into the spirit tomb, but it is a route that you can take and one that works, quite frankly. The third deck that kind of rounds out to me this this pyramid of uh, tier one decks of the best decks in the format is all the mill and control decks. So, uh, mag for the case of this discussion, mag cargo mill and Cinchino mill, just being that mill standard mill deck, I think is probably that third. Uh, best deck in the format and we already just talked about adp spirit tomb having a bad matchup against mill i would stand by that just again you're not able to get the ultra creation off and it can be just really awkward in those opening turns not saying it's unwinnable it's not an auto win matchup it's just a, not a favorable matchup uh, however the mill decks 
struggle against multi-energy switch ADP, and that is the killer. I think there will be a ton of ADPization with energy switch, and so I think Mill is on the downturn. Someone will probably do well with it. I, in fact, I guarantee someone will do well with it. Someone will probably top eight with Mill, of course. It is a just inherently good deck. I think it does get countered by the ADPization, and that's why I'm personally not choosing it. I don't think it has what it takes to I, I'm trying to think of like I was trying all day to think of stall uh, or mill counters that they could put in for the ADPization matchup the thing that I just keep coming back to is the more energy disruption so more crushing hammer but that's on a flip you know more yell grunt but that's not you know exactly the most exciting or sexy supporter in those opening turns mill have it on your radar but I wouldn't consider it as big of a threat as we saw last week. There are six other decks that I want to talk about here, and I'll list them all in, um, in order that I'll talk about them. Stall slash hand control. So this could be something like Cinchino hand control, Pidgeotto in its uh, you know, old form or current form, if you prefer it that way. Blacephalon, baby Blacephalon. Firebox. Malamar Mewtwo, Granbull, and Picaron. So, stall slash hand control is Pidgeotto. It is Cinchino based. But the idea there is that you get your opponent down to, you know, they have one to two prizes left to take, and then you hit them with the reset stamp. You hit them with the Articuno. You hit them with the Mars. Or in some cases, double Mars. Or in some cases, Mars plus Jesse and James. Whatever that combination is to get their hand down to zero. And then you control their top deck with Chip Chip. This is a deck that I've been seeing on the ladder a little bit more. And it's seen an uptick. I think we've also said because maybe Mill is on the downturn. That stall slash hand control is on the upturn. Because there is that element of being able to win any match despite you know your opponent like having energy switches right if you can just remove all their energy from their active adp and leave them stuck top decking into exactly what you want them to top deck into that can be a really tough position to be in same thing goes for you know against a fire deck right if you're going to remove all their energy and they don't have a pivot then it's going to be really hard for them to win the game so hand control is something that has been discussed and i've seen it played on the ladder and i'm a little bit afraid about i was thinking about playing it but i think there is um a few counters to the hand control list that i've seen adp dude i keep coming back to adp i don't know that it's a perfect matchup for you as a stall player because the the energy switches make it so that the turn one altered creation is almost impossible to overcome. You're going to be on the back foot from turn one on. That wasn't always the case. In formats past, Pidgeotto had, you know, two, three, four turns. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to um, get their stuff together. You know, over the course of a few turns while ADP was slowly manually setting up or whatever deck they were playing against, uh, they had a couple of turns. You know, even if it wasn't ADP, they were only taking one prize at a time. Not the case. Not the case. Turn one, uh, altered creations are so common, so prevalent, or even, you know, even turn two, whatever it is. The altered creations are so prevalent and so 
common that uh, hand control really struggles. They can take two, four prizes just like that, turn three, and you're basically out of the game at that point. Um, the soft counter to hand control, the soft counter, um, is the Oranguru. The Oranguru. So Oranguru is a way that you can get out of that lock that they have on you with the um, with the chip chip ice axe, right? So they're going to control your top deck. If you have a Ranguru down, you get to see an extra card. So that one extra card can make all the difference. It can be that Marnie that you need. It can be that uh, Professor Sycamore that you need. It could be that last energy that you need. Whatever it is, uh, that last card can be a huge difference. So a Ranguru, I mean, if you're at all worried about your hand control matchup. I don't know that you should be because I think it's third heavy counter. It's just time. I don't think there's enough time. Um, even I was playing this on the ladder, you know, the last couple of days. It was a it was a Sinchino hand control deck. And I was going very, very fast, not really thinking about like what I needed to do, instead more going for what I could do and what I thought was right. So not maybe not making the optimal plays. And I was still, like, finishing games 35, 40 minutes in. People are really good at those kinds of decks. And that's not to say that they can't do well. I'm just saying you must know exactly what you're doing. You must play fast. You must play swiftly. You must play with, uh, with great confidence if you decide to choose some kind of hand control variance. Blacephalon. I think this deck is out. I am ruling this deck a dead deck for the next Limitless Tournament, and I'll tell you why. It doesn't regularly beat things with Marnie, and that was always its big problem. It has a solid matchup against ADP, but I, I can't even give it like a positive rating, and I can't even give it an even rating. I would say it's like 50-50 at best, and, you know, it could go down to like 40-60 or 45-55. I mean, you know, you can get into all the minor percentages there. But Blacephalon, the issue that I have is that Marnie at the right time can just absolutely obliterate the deck. You would think that against an ADP style deck, okay, I'm going to get the Blacephalon and I'm going to get the Beastbringer and I'm going to knock out their ADP on turn two. Truth be told, something in there is going to falter for you. You're not going to get the Welder. You're not going to get the Six Energy. You're not going to get the, you know, even the Blacephalon out. Sometimes it's hard to find the basic Pokemon in that deck. There's just a lot of moving pieces that um, that need to happen in order for you to win the game. And sometimes, you know, you prize the Beastbringer. You draw into a Blacephalon and six fire energy as your opening turn. I mean, that kind of stuff happens with that deck and it really turns me off to the list. Now there's a lot of great things about that deck. I think it can do well, but it's just not a deck that I love. And we kind of saw it in the last limitless tournament where it didn't really perform that well, to be honest, it didn't really perform to anyone's expectations. Firebox deck that got top eight by Mr. Kruger. KK Swizzle. Congratulations on that. Firebox, top eight. Killing it over there. Firebox, another run hot, run cold deck. I would never tell somebody not to play it, but um, I've played my fair share of Firebox in this format and the last format. And it's one of those things. You draw a welder, you're a happy boy. You don't draw a welder, you're in uh, a pit of doom and gloom. So Firebox, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> 
uh play it if you if you like it it's just something that's not adp that can beat adp i think that's the appeal um for a lot of players and so you know what it has decent matchups against against the rest of the format you can bring things up with nine tails you have a potential one shot attacker in the um in the charizard in the heatran and in the Mimikyu. if you decide to play a baby bull cephalon in that list that could also be kind of cool as well so keep a lookout for firebox would never tell somebody not to play that deck i just don't think it's the deck for me malamar mewtwo now this is a fan favorite everybody loves the malamar decks we haven't really seen any um malamar with giratina just the straight giratina malamar spell tag stuff which is fine i mean i think there's you know it struggles a lot with mill and especially if blacephalon is on the downturn that was like your one auto win matchup and you don't have that but you know potentially anymore i can't you know predict the exact future of what people are going to play but all that to say malamar mewtwo i don't like it i don't like it you guys might like it that's great i played one two three i played three malamar mewtwo in the last limitless tournament with my adp zation and i beat all three of them for one and for two two of them got off the turn one latios gx clear vision me on that first turn and i still beat them so like i don't know what to think i knew that that matchup was like pretty close you know maybe i hit the right side of variance and maybe you're having this different testing results and this testing result is you know it's three games so it's not it's not a ton but just the stuff that i've seen on the ladder and uh playing that you know with that interaction is like they play a lot of tag teams the adpization can knock out tag teams clear vision almost doesn't matter in a lot of cases so I don't love it. <laughs> I don't love that uh, matchup in particular. And if we think that a lot of people are going to play ADPization, then I would stay away from Malamar Mewtwo. Just doesn't have that uh, that matchup that I would like to see from against the best deck in the format. There is an argument, though, that you could play the ultimate Mewtwo. I've talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago in preparation for the first limitless qualifier fine deck i think it'll provide you you know average uh, to above average results i don't know that ultimate mewtwo is a deck that will ever win the tournament i think it has too many flaws it relies too much on energy attachments uh it relies too much on just you know mewtwo being an attacker and all the things that come with that you know mimikyu um being the you know both mimikus i guess in a sense being big counters to mewtwo and so there's just a lot of little things that uh, that can go wrong with a deck like that but malamar mewtwo don't play it i would suggest ultimate mewtwo the henry brand mewtwo if you decide to play a mewtwo list second to last deck that i want to touch on grand bull people have been hyping it a little bit because it had a pretty good you know run in day two i mean seven and zero in day two is nothing to scoff at and so um and so you know i like it i like it it's a cool deck it's a fun deck has a very good adp matchup and so if you're worried about adp running into too many adps play the grand bull that thing is super fun right it's super fun it's super good um it can struggle with things you know 
just itself it can struggle with um just not being able to one-shot things uh missing key pieces getting marnied at the wrong time things like that but overall i like granville i like granville seems like it's poised well to do uh pretty well in this metagame in the last deck is pika 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 rom don't play it would not suggest i think we had one person get uh top 32 with pika rom i'm gonna go back and check my numbers here uh, but it uh let's see there was a peek around player at 25 yeah would not recommend it i don't think a lot of people played peek around but i just don't see it having very good uh from again my experience playing the deck doesn't have that good of uh, adp zation matchup and certainly doesn't have that good of a stall slash mill matchup so i don't love it i don't love it not uh not my favorite deck out there and i would not recommend people to play it i could give i could give yeah i could give five recommendations off the list of 10 if you're like hey jw i want to play this deck should i play this deck adp yes home run adp spiritum yes home run um cinchino slash mad cargo mill you know what if you have the text for it if you have a little bit extra uh energy denial sure Go for it. If you're comfortable with it, go for it. Firebox, sure. By all means, if you are in love with Firebox, play it. Granbull, you know what? Play it. That deck's fine. Very good ADP matchup. Um, not a ton else going for it. I think it might even struggle with something like ADP Spiritomb uh, if they can get just like, if they can throw a bunch of Spiritombs at you. But even then, it's maybe not so bad. So those are the five decks of the 10 that we talked about that I would recommend. We have some questions in the chat here. Uh... What about Ultra Mally? I don't think so. <laughs> Azul's running, recommending Malamar Mewtwo. It's fine. I just don't think it beats ADP, and ADP is going to be the biggest thing. So I'm worried. You know, I'd be worried uh, about playing Malamar Mewtwo into a field of ADP just because ADP is the best deck in format. Wouldn't be surprised to see it take up 40, 50% of the field, and just running against that gauntlet. The clear vision doesn't even help you in the Malamar Mewtwo matchup. Now, it does definitely help you in the Giratina Mali uh, matchup, but you know what? I, I'm not a fan. I haven't been a fan. Even, you know, Marnie plus disrupting their hand, not that great. You can definitely win the matchup. It's just not an auto win by any means. And so I would stay away from it. The gauntlet just seems too harsh for it. Guardian! <laughs> uh that could be not a deck that i'm considering <laughs> whimsicott gx always kind of a fun thing that would seem like a deck that is a lot of feast or famine right your opponent flips the right number of heads or tails or whatever it is to get through your ability or if anyone plays a single copy of like um the uh power plant then your your day is just over you know it seems like a deck that you'll have average results with you might peek at I don't know if we're saying that the next tournament is still going to be 20 rounds then you might peak at i'd say 13 14 is probably the best you could do and then the worst you could do with mal uh Winsicott is probably around six to eight wins you know it just feels like that very middle of the road deck where you're not going to win every single game you play but you're going to win enough of them to like pat yourself on the back and say hey i i had a lot of fun i did pretty well so thank you guys for joining me tonight. That is going to be the podcast. I appreciate you guys chilling with me, listening to my thoughts on the new set and 
what I think about the current format. Rest in peace, dude. We only have like one more day. So that is very cool. <laughs> that is very, very cool. One more day of this format by, you know, anyone's standards, we're going to get the next limitless qualifier. Number three is going to include the new cards. So keep that in mind. If you want to play in the next limitless qualifier, you will need to get all of your cards for that because we will have new format stuff with that. I'm going to say one more time. I miss you, Riley. Hope you're having a great time at work. You're probably not because you've probably worked 12 hours, but we will be back together once again soon. I know it. Thank you guys for watching, listening to this podcast. Please, if you loved this podcast and you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please make sure to drop a comment rate us that helps us get noticed by other people helps this little community grow helps the competitive pokemon scene get that much bigger and it helps us a great deal so that's the freest thing you can do and i implore you if you know how to write a comment for tag team please do it because it makes us happy and it helps other people get happy by finding us so that's it for tag team i'm signing off for now i'm jw i've been your host appreciate you guys listening we'll talk to you soon